The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Here we are. Oi, oi, oi. Big Mac. Me and our kids out in the castle. <laughs> Catalan. Having some hey, beers. it's Ali. At the stadium. Woo. The Brothers Metcalf. This is proper. proper Brothers Metcalf. In the, uh, I'll show you in the old... Um, so there's a supporters club bar where you meet to get taken in. And the guy here literally tries to line up shots and get you pissed and all that. So this is the uh, Castellon Supporters Club bar, as you will see. Bit of Leeds United going on there. This oh, is Paulie you your writing name on it and everything. Um, there's, where is he? I can't find him now. They're all very friendly, mate. They're proper lovers, mate, coming all the way out, out this way. So the... I don't know if I can turn my camera around, but there's the... Uh, all the scarves there. Leeds United, Leeds United scarf in this fucking bar in the middle of nowhere in Spain. It's actually a much bigger place than you think. And then on the back here, I know it's a bit dark, but LUFC flag with Pablo, number 19. I've just been in the club shop and oh, spent a fortune that. on kids' shirts and all that. So it's amazing. So all the locals are very friendly. Lovers coming out to see Pablo. I think we're all fucking nuts. This lad here, look. Scusi. Show me, your, show me your shirt. This lad here's got Pablo's signature on the back of his shirt, this young Spanish chap here. He's very proud of it. He's brought up in the same barrio as... Uh, the same space as... Um, the same place, sorry, barrio as uh, Pablo, so he grew up with him, so... They're all dead proud of him, love him to bits. Kids love him. It's all good, man. Weather looks that, cracking as well. Weather's cracking. It was raining for two days, mate, but today's absolutely bang on, so... Yeah, so we travelled from Valencia this morning, uh, well, this afternoon. We had a nice paella in a square in Valencia and then headed up here on the train this afternoon and just got checked in at the hotel and a couple of beers and we're going to go into take ground in a bit. And as there should be some lads from, uh, some other lads from, from Leeds out here who we met last night. Who were oh, really? The so there's quite a Take few out. other Leeds lads then? Yeah, so we met some lads. Well, we met Martin, obviously... Um, we should give a mention to really so martin's kind of organized and helped us coordinate a lot of the stuff that we've done to get out here and um i think he's l mucky fat on uh on twitter yeah. great lad uh, we met him last night at the uh, torres de serrano in, in valencia and there was another was it eight or nine lads eight lads from all leeds fans to say we had a few beers last night would be uh understating it um <laughs> martin, martin sent me a tweet this morning saying ouch I'm broke. He's like, that hurts. You've, you've, you've absolutely broken me. So, you know, we brought the leads out here and we drink, don't we? We have a drink. So he's been out in Valencia for quite a few years. So he's got he's got like uh, that continental style of drinking where we just absolutely smashed it last night. So, a bit of that <laughs> but yeah, it's all good, man. It's, they think we're absolutely nuts. I just we went into the shop today and Pablo's sister works in the club shop in the centre of Castellon. And um, she just, she like, it's, it's quite like accepted now that there's going to be a contingent from Leeds that come, but it's still sort of like, I was speaking to Martin last night and he's like, can you think of another player where anybody made a, a pilgrimage 
to go and watch it. And our kid was saying, like, it's because it's in Valencia. If it was in, like, you know, Uzbekistan or somewhere else, maybe Poznan or probably wouldn't bother. But fantastic, mate. We had a fantastic weekend. Uh, great couple of days. Valencia is a beautiful city. Really had a really great time. They ate some fantastic foods. Barney, you'd have loved it, mate. We went to a market and sat in this restaurant in the market. I've heard Absolutely about brilliant. this market, yeah. That sounds yeah, fantastic. The, the central market, uh, the central market's got like a restaurant where you just sit at like almost a shelf. Stokesy! Stokesy's here, look, Ben Stokes is all the way out here as well. Ben Stokes is here, look. <laughs> so, yeah. So, there's loads of few leads out here, mate, and they think we're nuts. So, what, what else do you want to know, lads? You, you fire away. Brilliant. Brilliant. So you're not planning on going to see Alioski then in uh, Saudi Arabia? <laughs> Possibly not, no. Only on the grounds of moral, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not into Saudi Arabia, but yeah. Um, the, the next one, boys, has got to be, if, if, if Bielsa gets the uh, Newell's job, I think that's the next one. Mm. But this is fantastic, man. I recommend anybody to come out. The people treat you so well, and obviously they're really proud that you come all this way to watch, uh, to watch Pablo, who's like the son of the... The son of the city, so really proud. His lovers, lovers. What's the what's Hola. the area like in the ground then? <laughs> so lovers is uh, lovers means keys in Spanish. So he's basically gives you the keys to the. Uh, ooh, give it to my brother. He's getting past programs by some of the locals. Um, bought us a program, so um, yeah, do it, do it, ah, dos. Howard, get another one, get DOS. Get DOS, old boy. Captivating so, yeah. YouTube here. Get me one as well. Oh, you've got hey, DOS. DOS. Oh, he's got DOS. <laughs> so, yeah, DOS mass. I've learned that one. That's two more. I wonder where I learned that for. DOS, instead of Ethel, por favor. And uh, DOS mass, which means two more. Just get me two more of them, lad. <laughs> so, fire away. What do you want to know? Castle on tonight, then. The game starts in, what, 50 minutes? Yeah, nine o'clock kickoff here, so about fifty minutes um, against Algeciras. I think you pronounce it. My Spanish isn't great, as you've probably worked out. Um, so yeah, apparently a tough game. I think they're in about seventh, so just outside the playoffs. They've had a bit of a drop of Castellon, so they were on the they were on the brink of the playoffs themselves, and have had sort of fallen away the last few games. But then again, they're only I think three points off sixth or seventh themselves, so they're in twelfth, I think. Um, Better, better stay away from these. You know what I like when I get near the police. Oof. Carrying on in a minute. It's so, not yeah, worth but, it, you uh, and... Yeah, it's a big game, I think. What's up, mate? It's not worth it. It's not worth it, you win. No, leave it. Leave it, mate. <laughs> I'll hold your coat. <laughs> yeah, brilliant, man. It's been a, it's been a, been a really, um, really brilliant thing to do. And uh, I encourage any Leeds fans that are listening and watching to do the same and like I said there was a few Leeds fans we had a good night out last night with a few Leeds fans it was brilliant and uh, doing tequila shots and having a few beers and uh, oh. can't wait to I think Pablo's playing tonight as well and then we're going to meet him after the game so oh, we, we've got to coordinate where when the game finishes you wait around for half an hour and then you go to the players entrance and they take you in there's a guy called Alberto you've got to be friendly with and, and uh, he, he kind of gets you in where nobody else can get reaches the parts that other Albertos can't the Spanish and, uh, sticks. You I was just going to say that. Yeah. 
exactly. He's like the strict equivalent of uh, Castellon. So, um, so he's going to get us in and, and to meet Pablo. And I've got all the Roaring Peacock stuff to sign. I've got a couple of shirts that my kids wanted signing. And hopefully I'll get him to do a little short video, um, just saying hello to all the Roaring Peacocks and the, and the, the watchers and the viewers. So see how we get on, see how we get on. I'm, I'm trying to stay relatively sober because I don't want to meet him and be like, ah, Pablo, pick him up and give him a bear hug and fucking love you, get rugby tackled to the floor. Yeah, get rugby tackled to the floor by the security and his dad and stuff. But the whole family's involved. He's, you know, Mar Garcia, Sergio's sister, his wife obviously is involved in sort of some of the stuff and his sister works in the club shop his dad's kind of around him a lot so amazing love that what's mate what's the capacity well, of the uh, ground then say again what's the capacity of the ground you know what the capacity is is it about 15 it's about 15 I think I think they get right. regularly get about 12 12,000 I think it's capacity is probably a little bit more than that mm. um, so yeah it's uh it's intriguing, really, because kind of you come here. I don't, I don't know the area at all. I mean, I've not been to Valencia. Um, Castellon's obviously you, you sort of told it's a bit of a backwater and very Spanish, and nobody really speaks English. But it's actually quite a big place, and you know you can sort of see the, the fervor building up around the game tonight. You know, all the guys are out, as you can see here in the shirts and having a drink. Um, so it's kind of more more busy than I thought. There's a load down the street here, all having a drink with the shirts on. But it's a beautiful night for football, mate. I tell you what, it's, uh, it beats a cold, you know, rainy Tuesday night in Leeds. Um, and hopefully the Castellon get a result tonight and push on maybe into the, the playoff places. Fantastic. Well, cheers, Mark. Thanks for yeah, calling well, I'll in. Keep you. I've, got, I've got an appointment with... Uh, with Laves to, to uh, get some more beers, so it's, it's obviously difficult for me to kind of. I can't hear a great deal, and there's a music booming out from the stadium. And but I thought I'd better drop in and just say hello and uh, yeah, nice one. Give you all my love, and um, hopefully I'll catch up with you when I when I get back, like because you'll be back in you'll be in England soon, won't you, Donny? I will, and we'll all be we'll all be together in the in the same room, and that'll be uh, an experience. You'll be able to. I'll be able Amazing. to smell Sorry. you. <laughs> Well, that's very strange. You want to We've known each other quite a long time virtually, and if the first thing you want to do is smell my hair, I'm fine with that. Give our best to Pablo, mate. Hey, listen, care, mate. Him, I'll and all the best to uh, Howie as well. Have a great, oh, have a great bye, time. Howie. See you, bye. See you, bye. See you, bye. Spilled his beer everywhere. Brilliant. Say bye, Stokes. Adios. Stokes. Good luck with the uh, cricket. Yeah, good luck with the cricket, he says, yeah. So we, we were sat in the bar last night doing a Sean Dyche, actually. Everybody had to look like a Leeds player, but he looked so much like Ben Stokes <laughs> that he just got, he got called Stokesy all night. So, uh, yeah, it's been it's been brilliant, lads. And, um, yeah, I thought I'd drop in and say hello. I'll let you get on with the show now because you know I've got a lot to talk about. And keep you posted on how things go throughout the evening. Cheers, Mark. Take Thanks, care, mate. All right, man. Great to see Take you, care. bro. Cheers. Adios. Adios, amigos. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> there we go. That's awesome, wasn't it? Awesome. Yeah. I feel weird being over here. Hang on. Okay, there we go. There we go. Well, uh, welcome back. 
to the Roaring Peacock podcast. Uh, we talk about Leeds United and uh, my name is Adonis and you know me as at the Adelites on Twitter. It's a very good hello from me. And joining us is Barney from the internet. Aye, um, aye. Husband of the uh, head teacher. I know, yeah. Mrs. Mrs. Barney. Yeah. Had a bit of a tear in my eye when she told me. Fantastic news. Yeah, very well deserved by the sound of it. At Barney LUFC21 if you want to follow... Barney's nonsense. Now, loads to talk about <laughs> in the next half hour. And it is a lot of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> um, and food photos, obviously. Um, Crystal Palace, nil. Legion United, nil. Uh, injuries, impact uh, versus otherwise. Um, Rafinha's done an interview. Uh, Marsh has brought the belief back. Apparently, he was very quick to say, not that we, you know, not that we didn't have belief under... Mm. Um, Bielsa, um, the under 23s are playing tonight. In fact, actually, Gray's one on one, and it's a good save by uh, the Arsenal goalkeeper. So, we'll keep you updated on that. Still nil nil. Uh, we're gonna play Man City, obviously, um, which easy win, I would have thought. Yeah, looking forward to that. And, um, <laughs> and uh, Matt Letizia said some interesting things. So, if we get time, we'll talk about that. Um, but wow. I wanted to start. <laughs> wow. I, I wanted to start because we've had a voicemail from uh, one of you, uh, one of our fans, one of our lovely listeners. Um, so please let me know if this works, Barney, if you can hear something. Evening, lads. Right. I want to start by uh, apologising, first of all, for uh, giving you the worst collective of insults you've ever had in the entire time of doing the podcast, as that was... Uh, <laughs> Not my intention, but in hindsight, I can see it. Um, but then also want to say thank you for mentioning me in the podcast because I was pottering around my garden on Sunday listening to it and uh, it absolutely made my day. I was over the moon. So uh, thanks for that. But you said you got to give as good as you can take. So I thought I'd give you the opportunity to uh, listen to my voice and uh, if you want, you can build an image up in your mind of what I sound like or look like even <laughs> from what I sound like and uh, if you want you can have a little game insult me all you want and I'll send you a picture if you just want to ignore it and uh, leave me out of all future podcasts I fully understand but hell I thought I'd reply but yeah love the show guys thank you so there you go I've got an image of a bald guy. A b- bald. 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 Um, old. Short I and say, chubby. I want, I want, <laughs> how does he know how, how what height I am when I'm sat on a chair? Or has he seen me and he's not come up to me at a game? Maybe. I mean, I'm five. I'm five foot eleven. I'm not tall, but I'm not short either. I would say I would also say that you wouldn't have to do much research to find out what we look like because we give out our Twitter handles That's every true, yeah. every single yeah. pod. I I am chubby though, yeah. I'll I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> oh, agree with no. that. <laughs> oh dear. Um. So uh, yeah, that was uh that was Demit. Um, uh, Dremit. Sorry. Uh, D R E double M E double T. I won't give you any more information because um. 
then uh, open source intelligence will get on the case. And uh, so just let us know what, what you think he looks like. Um, <laughs> tall, skinny, uh, blonde hair, Peter Crouch, maybe. Or, or maybe like a 80s handlebar moustache. He sounded like he was from Cassari, I'd say. Mm. So that's that does broaden it a lot, really, because Castleford is another... <laughs> Wow, it's another place. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly is that. Uh, a few of your comments. Gail Dale, hi guys. Hello, uh, Matt Games says, hi. Uh, Gail says, love Spain. What? Big Mac on tour, says Bandit. Indeed, it was lovely to see Mac in Valencia and Castellón. He's going to see Pablo for us and get some Roaring Peacock uh artwork signed um gail dale we go every every february for a few weeks 23 percent lovely sunshine very nice uh gordon white says uh good evening fellas you and having a great time and uh stephen turner loving it big mac uh incredible how ewan just blends in with the locals looks very spanish does ewan (laughs) I've always said it. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's the Italian in him, isn't it? It's uh... Uh, Matt Games, love from Australia. Hi, guys. Of course, Leeds going on tour uh, in Australia. And, Don't mention uh, that. Don't mention right, that. Right. Uh, Philip Dickinson, which is I always feel is a very uh, unfortunate last name. Uh, why have two City fans hijacked the channel? We're both in sky blue, <laughs> which I didn't even think about. But we are playing City tomorrow, aren't we? Okay, uh, Crystal Palace versus Leeds United. Um, not a classic. It it wasn't pretty at all, was it? It really wasn't. <laughs> um, things to take out from it. We didn't look like we were going to concede. I mean, mm. towards the end, Melly uh, Elan managed to save a couple of a couple, but other than that, we looked okay. Um, highlight was the Rafinha uh, throw-in to click to Cooper for Cooper to do some sort of wild back heel, and for Dallas to nearly score. <laughs> I thought it was a fantastic move, um, but it just wasn't pretty at all. It was just. Apparently we had 62% possession or something ridiculous, but it just felt like we were giving the ball back all the time. We just didn't want the ball. Yeah, that was the problem, wasn't it? For me, like it was, it was flow. Mm. Very nice. What are you drinking? It's uh, this one here. Uh, everyone keeps going on about it. It's quite nice, actually. Okay. Mm. Madri Exceptional. <laughs> I've just put I mean, Carlin in it, really, just to make me look <laughs> Two Two sips, couldn't stand it, poured it out. Where's that Filled special the brew? <laughs> oh, dear. Um, flow. Uh, that's something that sports people analysts talk about a lot isn't it it's where you you kind of um you don't think 
but you kind of forget yourself and and everything moves in a in a uh, a rhythm mm. automatic like muscle memory isn't it uh that's what i felt was lacking is that we had um we had obviously these these passing drills under uh, Marcella for for like three years, just absolutely ingrained into us. And now we're in different positions on the pitch, so we've got to kind of think about every pass. Mm. It it felt like during the game. I think it's happened before as well in games where the players seem to go back into muscle memory and go to the what um, man marking system and when you're trying to do the mass system at the same time, it all becomes a little bit erratic and a little bit crazy and it's not quite working. And Marsh says he likes it controlled aggression. And sometimes against Palace, we saw players doing one thing and players doing another thing as well. Um, I think the take from me as well is that people have thought that this high ball, this long ball system is what we're going to be playing. And it's, the the last few games is not how Marsh wants to play at all. Um, everyone keeps going about this narrow system, which it is a narrow system, but we will use width when needed as well. But I think that the fact that we're more narrow now is that we're, we're better defensively as well. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a very mixed, mixed match. Mixed match, is that the right word? Of, of, of football at the moment. And, and it's... I can see in, in parts of the game what we're trying to do. In other parts of the game, I'm not too sure. The, 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 sometimes Cooper was getting frustrated because he had the ball and he wanted to play it out. And there didn't seem to be any movement up front. And I feel really sorry for James because James is not hes not a forward. He's great at, at pressing and he's a little bastard sometimes as well, which I love with when he's went on ward. But it's just not... It's not working with the system we want to play and the fast football we want to play. James is not the person to be on the end of that at all. No, for me, James, I think he could be. He could turn out to be a bit like Joel Linton. You know, <laughs> Joel Linton, this forty million pound forward that was bought, um, suddenly converted into a defensive midfielder, and. <laughs> has really great stats for that mm. position. And I think James could be, a li- I mean, he'd need to, um, <laughs> he'd need to get better at tackling because <laughs> somebody's put it here, actually. Love Dan James, uh, car crash of a tackle, says Matt Gaines. <laughs> I loved it. The fact that Ward got up and it, James is like one of those little kids when you were at school. He used to do something and then pretend he hadn't done anything. He literally looked at Dan. He literally looked at Ward like, "What? What have I done? What?" <laughs> I just love his like being innocent. Like, I've not done anything. Just getting the ball. Mm. There is there is pragmatism about um, being solid and mm. uh, being difficult to beat and not attacking at all costs and all costs being losing by at least three goals Mm. Um, and I think if you look at the goal difference that has cost us massively and there are certain games where especially if you don't have this thing that we're we're talking about so flow um, you know uh, moving forward quick passes uh, players know exactly where the other players are moving to space um, attacking numbers um overload the defense 
if you don't have any of that, and some days you just don't for whatever reason, because it's a team game. So if you have three or four players who are just out of form, which happens, they're not robots, um, then you have to make sure that you don't concede and that you're difficult to beat. Hmm. And, um, you know, Palace were no mugs. They they beat Arsenal 3-0 and they drew 0-0 with Man City. That they, Those were the previous two home games before they played us. So... I mean, I think we've done quite well to to come away from London with a point. And also, we're unbeaten in five, which mm. which in this league is a pretty fantastic achievement, considering the position we are as well. And I, for me, it's the controlled aggression that Marsh keeps going on about. We we see we are aggressive sometimes, um, but it, it's just we need to. Don't look at the game and think, right, this is, I'd hate to say it, but marsh ball, it isn't. Just mm. try, just think about the position we're in as well. And oh, it was interesting, Marsh said in his um, press conference on Thursday, he says, I want to play more attacking football, but at the moment, the position we're in, I can't do that. I can't in- implement all my plans. My first objective was to um, shore up the, the, the defence, and that's what he's doing, but... but it's going to take time for to get his um, vision into place and how we want to attack as well. Yeah, and I think that Marsh is exactly the kind of guy that Leeds fans would have loved as a player. Um, very aggressive, hard tackling, um, competitive, uh, a leader on the pitch. And he was a defensive midfielder as well. And if you think about uh, Billy Bremner, David Batty, Calvin Phillips, these are exactly the kind of players that that we love. So I mean, if you could if you if you could imagine or, or build a kind of perfect manager to be taken into the hearts of uh Leeds fans, then it, it would be a working class uh lad who 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 became a defensive mid- midfielder and um and worked hard, maybe not blessed with incredible skill. Now I've got a uh uh, another concept kit here. What do we think of that, Barnes? Um. Um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, this is a tweet by David at Dave MKIV. Come on, LUFC. We've had enough bad away kits. I think it's about time we got a blue or yellow one. Uh, and it's a it's an absolute monstrosity. Um, Macron kit manufacturer, Socios.com, the main uh, sponsor, and you've got the uh, Gaviscon Leeds badge. So I just thought I'd lighten lighten the mood up with well, the, uh, the, uh, the 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 socio, socio thing, thing is quite, quite interesting, interesting because, because um, um, they they're wanting to get rid of. Um, gambling companies aren't they on sponsorship and that's apparently what liverpool are going to go down the route of using um crypto okay i did read an article there's a great article on the athletic other sources of news are available um about socios um this morning and it's a mess it's an absolute mess so i think i think it's 30 or 40 percent of socio fan token owners uh live in turkey and the 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 turkish currency is um 
fluctuating badly and, and losing value. And so a lot of people in Turkey have been looking into other other means of securing their uh, savings. And one of them is obviously cryptocurrency. And so a lot of these um, investors in fan tokens have actually, they're not fans, obviously. <laughs> um, uh, and the speculators uh, on Chili's and obviously every single fan token has for every team has lost value. Mm. Uh, it's, it just feels like it's built on sand a little bit, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's worthless. It's like NFTs. As soon as people realize that there's no value in them mm. or that they can't eat them, they can't drink them. <laughs> <laughs> you can't pay for anything with them. Or you can't hold it, something to hold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we rattled uh, the Palace fans. Uh, we rattled them uh, to an ex extent. Strange, that, I mean, it was strange a strange lot. Yeah. yeah. Incredibly strange lot. I mean, we've had the, um, the gnome fella on. If you're unaware, there's a YouTuber, uh, Crystal Palace YouTuber, and he, he's got a gnome. <laughs> As part of his uh, YouTube setup, it's very strange. Um, they're a weird fan base, aren't they? I mean, from the the drum, or is it a tin pot that they're banging? It's it those ultras. It's it's pathetic. It really is. I I, don't, I heard somewhere it's basically just a few lads that think they're ultras, but they're not proper ultras at all. They're probably from a a middle class family in London. Thought, mm -hmm. oh, we're going to go to football. Let's set up an ultras, and that drum would do my head in as well. Hearing that all game, but it was it was funny because we started doing the wacko chant, and then you, you could actually hear that over the drum. Right. <laughs> Stuff like the thing is though with the ultras in like in Italy in Germany, mm. it's proper. It feels it feels real, but this sort of stuff that's coming over to England now, it feels all a little bit manufactured because oh we want to get our atmosphere going and it just feels a bit a little bit fake to me like so i've lived in vienna for the last seven years now so i've been to um rapid vienna games and i've uh generally been in the west block which is where the ultras are and it's a bit like you know in gladiator or something where the barbarians are they've got their face painted and they're geeing each other up and they're screaming into each other's faces. There's something very bloodlust about it. There's something very visceral, like it, like they are going to war, like it's a... And I, I don't get that um, vibe with the Palace fans. No, it's just... There the is a is meme. Just... There's a meme on Twitter, and it's like um, making fun of the the ultras. The, you know, <laughs> we're palace, and that's the way we like it. We like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very false. But it, it's mm. the impression I get from a Premier League fans. They get they'll lose their heads over anything, and then obviously it's just on social media. But if you, it felt very much like when you when we used to criticise Grealish for Villa. The Villa fans would probably search Grealish all the time on Twitter and then 
you wouldn't even have to use the the villa hashtag but as soon as we criticized um saha and also phillips saying that he dives a lot they did a big there was a big thread on um oh this is where uh saha was um fouled here fouled here and some of them were pathetic honestly yeah i mean i felt like neither neither team produced enough quality to to score a goal or or be de- or you know be in a position where they could be denied a goal scoring opportunity through bad refereeing i just thought that all of the incidents that they were talking about were just in the middle of the pitch in the middle of a game that was pretty dire really mm. <laughs> and i just don't understand why anyone would get that worked up about it i mean they're pretty much on the beach already and yeah. <laughs> when we when we played Villa a few seasons ago now in the championship, I remember Grealish diving so many times. But I mean, when Grealish does it, it's his hair flops down. There's a whole um, dramatism to it. Well, he was. I don't the, really. He was one of the most fouled players, wasn't he? I don't know if he was in the Premier League or the Championship, but Zaha this season is one of the most fouled players and Zaha is a good player he is but he couldn't quite make it at Man United and then he came back to Crystal Palace and Palace fans adore him because he everyone says he's like Palace through and through but it it just doesn't seem happy he's not happy yeah he's just not happy he's just got a face on him all the time it's a voodoo it looks like a voodoo doll He's he's tried to uh, he's tried to leave the club several times for big money moves to Arsenal. Um, I think there was talk of Scum at some point. I don't see how he's um, Palace through and through. No, I'm not buying that. I mean, come on. Talking about rumours to Scum, uh, Phillips. I've I've seen today that um, a Daily Mail uh, journalist. I'm using that term lightly, I guess. Um, <laughs> has uh, has quashed rumours saying that uh, Phillips won't would never go to Manchester United because of the rivalry between the two clubs. Hmm. And by sounds, it's just on the copy and paste um, of what Phil's article was the other day as well. Hmm. Basically, uh, all the all his family absolutely hates Scum because obviously the Leeds Alliance and I. And pre- the, the, you know what Premier League Twitter is like? It's pathetic sometimes. Mm. And a lot of Man United fans straight away, oh, well, he'll come, he'll come. But have they not learned that when they've spent a fortune on players, it's not going to fix the problem? Some players have actually crashed and burned when they've come there. And on that tweet today, talking about football Twitter, um, they were all like, oh, good. Don't want him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Uh... Yeah, journalistic integrity. We could have avoided all of that by just doing literally 30 seconds research and realising, you know, oh, big rival between uh, Leeds and Manchester United. And Phillips would never, ever go there. Gail Dale making a very great point in the comments. Smash the like button. Yes, please. Uh, and uh, subscribe. That would be fantastic. Um, we did very well to get the draw, but I don't like it says Bandy. I am terrified as to our fate and if we go down, I don't think Marsh will get us back up. That's that famous Leeds uh, optimism <laughs> which, which we all share. Um, thought ref did well, says Gail. 
that was the other thing as well is that <laughs> that's what i really what i didn't understand about palace other than them being tin pot and um gnome shaggers <laughs> is that that refereeing performance was was really good it was one of the better uh refereeing performances i've seen in the premier league he let a lot go he wasn't fooled by diving as as yeah. ewan said he managed it well the game never really got out of control uh, once again, anybody that comes up here and doesn't like like and subscribe, we will come round and let down your tires. Says Bandy. There you go. I just to be clear, I won't personally be doing that. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> sounds like Bandy's on the case. Thank you, Bandy. Uh, what can we expect for half of the marriage packed derby? I'm so confused, Nova. <laughs> Um, and uh, Gail Dale <laughs> Carragher know. said he thought Bremner and Giles were back in our midfield said he loved it biggest compliment he could pay us yeah that appetite for the fight was back I thought yeah I think that everyone loved Leeds because of the way we were playing football under Bielsa and the, the way we were we, we approached the game as well with the players and we didn't want to uh, fall over and stuff like that but Marsh seems to have got the nasty side back into us again um, there were some bits where if I was an opposition fan, like I wouldn't really like it. And but the players are like in in players' ears. I mean Rafinha, uh, it was Ward again. Rafinha was just eyeballing Ward when he was taking the throw in. And there's players in the, the um in the ref's ears as well. And yeah, it's not it's not nice. It's not a nice part of the game, but unfortunately that's how the game works and that's how you will get some decisions as well. That's how you play the game. Yep. Uh, speaking of which, we're going to break the record for most yellow cards. We will have that record with pride. We are dirty lead, says Matt Games. And on that point, hmm. I th I th we were never a dirty side under under Bielsa. But do you think this season the reason why we've had so many yellow cards is because the players were getting frustrated with how they were getting smashed? most what most weeks and letting goals in first and getting frustrated how they couldn't win their individual duels absolutely i mean you know it's no there's no smoke without fire and people people have said that oh they don't believe that the stories about senior players talking to bielsa and asking to you know maybe just make a few tweaks to the system <clears throat> and you know, I said it at the time, like I would be very, very surprised if that didn't happen. You can't concede three goals every game and be happy about it. Nobody can. And it doesn't matter sort of the legacy or the um, the icon status, the legend um, that that gives almost like a gravity to Bielsa, you know. Um, you've got disciples orbiting him. <laughs> Um, including many of us, uh, yeah. but even even so, you, you just can't enjoy getting beat that much, and and nobody is good enough to not make some tweaks and changes and adapt things. And you know, Bielsa had never he'd, he'd been at Leeds the longest from anywhere that he'd ever mm. ever ever been in charge of, and I think that maybe that lack of experience at being involved at a place for so long um costs him in the end because you do have to make little adjustments 
Right, uh, Man City. So uh, <laughs> we've got some uh, ideas of how to uh, set up tactically. Here's Chris, uh, at Chris <laughs> underscore CD2010. Uh, my lineup for Saturday, did I miss anything? And uh, if you're listening on the podcast, basically it's 11 players uh, parking the bus in front of our goal and, uh, oh, 10, sorry. And then Rafinha just on the halfway line looking for the outball. Uh, I've done one as well. This is my preferred formation. There you go. You can do that on the BBC. Um, Melian goal. It's a 5-4-1. I've got Ailing, Urente, Creswell. It would be Cooper and Strout, but you couldn't pick Cooper on the app. Uh, click, Phillips, Cock and Dallas in midfield and Rafinha up front. There you go. And this is my preferred Man City 11. It's basically as many under 23s as I could fit in. <laughs> Well, they're probably, well, they're just, probably as just as good as well, as well though, well, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they were pretty good the other night against the under-23s. Uh, it's going to be difficult, isn't it? It's going to be very difficult. I don't know. You know me. I've got this optimism all the time. I've just got a feeling that we might get something. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. Um I'm not on the game tomorrow, unfortunately, because my stepbrother decided to get married. And every game that I've missed, with it's either been a thriller. Last uh, the, the last season in the championship, we were 2-0 down at Millwall. We beat them 3-2. Um, Great game, beat, that one. That was when beat, LUFC Lewis uh, f- f- was filming it. And he, I think somebody screamed... Um, just fucking score! We did. <laughs> there was the the Brighton game uh, when under Monk and we beat them two one. Mm. Chris Wood header, or I think Cal Bartley scored as well at the same the, the same game. So there's been some games where I've missed and we've played really well, and one games where you wouldn't have thought we'd win. The thing is, a lot of people are, are looking back at when we got absolutely annihilated away at the Etihad. Mm. Um I think it's Awful a complete game, that, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. It, it it I was I was just felt upset because at the end of the game there was Bielsa just literally stood in the middle of the pitch, looked silent with his um, arms crossed. Um you know we're not gonna nature shows, right, nature programs where um there there's like a predator and the and a, another animal that they, they prey on and um, like a, a a deer or whatever. Yeah. Um, cantaloupe or I, I can't remember what they're called. You know those deers that they've yeah. got weird horns. Yeah. Anyway, and and they a few of a, a few lions attack them at the same mm. time, and then they at some point they just give up. Yeah, that's it, what it, I felt like. Yeah. It it was just one one goal went in, the next mm. goal went in, and then it went in again. Mm. I was like, oh god, this too is too easy. Like, just yeah, it was just far too easy. It was I know the cliche is men and men among boys, but it was literally it did feel like that. Um I oh, think boys against women's teams. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. You know that's gonna get cut. Now. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna get that game. Well, I'm hoping we're not gonna get that game at home because we are a lot more tighter. I mean, Marsh um, has already played against Pep when he was at Leipzig. He lost six three. Um, but 
he said that was individual mistakes and also mistakes by him from his tactics as well. Mm. I, I, I don't know. There's just something about just something about. I know it sounds corny, but Ellen Road as well on a it's a three day weekend. Half past five kickoff. Everyone's going to be absolutely smacked off the tits for the game, which is just going to be rowdy. The Man City players probably haven't, some of them haven't experienced what Ellen Road is like, especially with a crowd. I just think that could be a, a big difference for us as well. Nil-nil, wasn't it? Oh, no, 1-1, one, one, wasn't it, last last season um, at Ellen Road? Mm. Uh, I don't think we've lost at home in the Premier League since... 2000 something like that right not that it makes any difference at all <laughs> those stats so they don't mean anything do they uh, the, the last time a striker scored in the five in the fifth minute against city we beat them or something it doesn't... <laughs> what do they actually mean those stats though they don't actually mean anything do they it's not like a, a scientific stat Right, fifth uh, of September two thousand. There we go. Uh, Leeds have not lost the Premier League home game against Man City since two-one uh, defeat. So we haven't played them during their during their pump. Antelope, cantaloupe is a type of melon, says Nova. <laughs> you know when a melon gets attacked by several lions. And then all of a sudden he's like in segments. Uh, stay away from the game, for God's sake. Uh, Barmy. There you go, Barmy. Probably, uh, probably about right, actually, yeah. Roaring Peacock's Barney Army, uh, says uh, Bandy. Um, Gale Dale, maybe a point against Chelsea, two or three points, and Everton would need to win three games. Good running, though. It's a, it is squeaky bum time, isn't it? Right, and some... Um, Predictions. So get your predictions in the chat. 1-0. Liam Cooper header from a Rafinha long throw, says Matt oh, Games. Yeah, that'll be in front of the cop and then Cooper goes like that. Come on! Like that. Be nice. <laughs> but yeah, got a vision there. Uh, 2-0 City, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, five game run without losing comes to an end, says Gil. Um, realism. We, that's one thing that we didn't talk about, Rafinha's long throws. Um, I know that Marsh said that he won a competition. <laughs> it's not my favourite. Not my favourite, uh, putting your probably your best player on throw-ins. Um, and were the long throws really that long? It was <laughs> basically... short. It was, it was into the box, wasn't it? I know a lot of people kicked off about it and like, why, why are we playing this? It's This is Deitch ball. But during the time that Bielsa was at the tit, the club, and I, know, I don't want to keep going on about him, but the amount of times we were, we were saying, why are we not doing anything on our set pieces? We, we mm. should be doing... And it is a very English mentality about court. I mean, every time a ball goes out and, it, uh, and it's a corner... You celebrate it like we've scored a goal sometimes. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's literally that, isn't it? But sometimes it is part of the game, those set pieces. And Marsh even mentioned on Thursday in his press conference that yeah, we're gonna we are gonna we are looking at throw ins and things like that. Even Liverpool have a throwing coach. 
So, and when you he said it, you, you, you say it like even Liverpool, like one of the best teams in the world, man. No, but you, you, no, but you think a team like Liverpool have got a throwing coach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, can you imagine that throwing coach when he gets in uh, from work and the, the the wife says, "How was your day?" Oh well, it was a tough one with the throw-ins today. They, they just can't get it. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Put my biceps on ice, would you love? <laughs> yeah, but I'll, I'll, I mean, obviously, I'll, there's a lot of repetitive training in football. But a throwing coach, it must obviously, it's not about the throwing itself. It's about the position of where the players are on the pitch, isn't it? But, I, but it's a part of the game that people are using now and it's it's nothing wrong during the 70s and 80s and 90s sometimes the throw-ins were fantastic and there's the Rory to lap and things weren't there from some stokes so there's no no issue from it in my third, point of view if, you, if we of, score five goals. goals in that season yeah third, third of goals from set pieces really yeah I mean, the, not, the, there not you go. It's ans- answered. Yeah, mm. you never know. Maybe um, throw-in shoulder will be the new tennis elbow. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're gonna have to get the towels out, aren't we, on the side of the pitch? He's got the towel. He's, he's gonna be a long <laughs> throw in. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. That used to be the tactic for Rory Delap, didn't it? With the ball, the, the uh, ball boy used to give give, give the towel to him. <laughs> and then it was gonna be a long the, one in. There'll be like personal towels, and and you'll have a the towel man who'll be the, like the new kit man, and it'll be like bowling ball, like have it how they do with bowling yeah. balls, and it's actually we might be onto something here because of the forty ers Don't American footballers have a towel on the back in the belt of some men? So the forty ers and then you know what Andre is like? He'll say we need to get some advertisement on those towels. It's on TV. Uh-huh. Yeah, so there'll be something fiber ones. Yeah, there'll be yeah. <laughs> yeah. New technology. They'll be like the sock tags as well. The players will throw them to the kids. They'll smell them and they'll throw them to the kids. <laughs> to make a thought, surely, yeah? Get Trevelyan on that. Um, Gail Dale, uh, Raf Delap special. Uh, I'm not sure what some of these comments mean, to be honest. Um, su- oh, surprise no one has hired uh, Rory Delap. There you go. Um, who was that lad who used to do? Uh, he'd he'd do a forward flip and then. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I remember him. Yeah. I, I mean, I have I have noticed uh, with Liverpool throw-ins, they almost throw it like this, mm. both both hands like behind the the back of the ball. Um, and I did read somewhere that um, retaining possession from a throw-in is the most important thing that you can do. Is the right. best result that you can do. Mm. Very rarely are you going to get uh, are you going to get uh, sort of javelin throwers. Okay, uh, so Man City score prediction. You go first. Um, one all. Or two one leads. Or five nil C <laughs> There's my predictions. I've covered it all. No, I think it'll be t- I think it'll be tighter. I think they'll have a point to prove. I think 
as whatever they say, City will be a little bit jet lagged from um, that Madrid game. And of course, they played Liverpool a few times recently, I think twice the week before. So, and they've got Champions League coming up. How much motivation, how much do they have in the tank? Oh God, this is the sort of thing. I'm glad. I'm glad we don't have a, a bigger reach. To be honest, this is the sort of thing they put on the dressing. Pepper put on the dressing room, isn't it? How much do they have? Surely they won't be able to do it. The thing them. is, though, they, they still need to keep ahead of Liverpool, don't they? That's the the what they're only one point ahead of of Liverpool. Um, they need a win as much as we need a win as well. So you never know if they if if they are open, we we, we could, could maybe... crack the. The, yeah, the title race them. wide open. Yeah, we, we we could be that team that hands it to Liverpool and all the Liverpool fans love us again. You never right. know. Did they love... Oh, they did love us uh, in yeah. late 60s, wasn't it? Uh, um, yeah, and it remi- that, that reminds me of... Uh, that'll always remind me of that Hasselbank goal against Arsenal. I think, was it 99? Mm. Maybe. Was it 99 or 98? 99, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. So we we basically handed Scum the chance of the treble. Anyway, we handed Scum the title basically by beating Arsenal. And uh, it's like that that Twitter um, profile, watch people die inside, which if you haven't haven't seen, you should check out. Uh, A few of your predictions. Napa says a nil-nil. Gail says uh, 2-0. Uh, City, but she would love a draw. Um, his name was Zebedi. <laughs> Zebedi. Uh, <laughs> Tramia Rovers, Dave Chalinor had a mighty throw in. Oh, we're talking about the uh, uh, the throwing um, specialist, and they're a little bit better than us, says Gail. Right. <laughs> Letitia. It's it's one nil to Arsenal under twenty threes by the way, so looking like uh, Leeds under twenty threes could get um, could get relegated today. Here is the here is the quote. Uh, Letitia goes much further. For example, when I put to him uh, that um, we're responding, uh, we're all responding at the start of the pandemic to images from Bergamo, uh, of course in northern Italy, of hospitals overwhelmed by gasping dying patients. Uh, Matt Letitia replied, "Some of those were actors, by the way." Um, according to him, ventilators caused harm to patients. Uh, PCR tests were entirely responsible for elevating a flu bug into a pandemic. Mass a sign not of precaution, but of weak compliance. If you think otherwise, you haven't really done your research without wishing to sound rude, he says. He, he claims to have read many scientific papers, including those which were suppressed. Uh, PCR tests were the biggest fraud ever perpetrated on mankind. The biggest fraud fraud ever perpetrated upon mankind strong words from about Letizia it's just I've just tweeted about it I think it's it's scary really I mean we all laugh at him about what he's saying and some of his conspiracy theories and recent one about Ukraine but it's dangerous because of the following he's got on on Twitter and people are clinging on to what he's saying now he's an ex-footballer he's yeah Anyone can read a um, a scientific paper, but if you don't actually know what certain bits in those papers mean, it 
It's, Do you it think is, he's, he's being handed secret scientific papers that are being suppressed? Well, it, it, the thing is, though, if he if he's on that side of... I don't want to go down that road, but, but the anti-vax and wearing a mask and stuff like that, if he's going to go down that road, there's going to be other people that have taken that road as well, high up in the, um, the, the medical world. And they're, they're going to feed him with stuff as well. And it... it I, during lockdown and stuff like that, I started watching some of this like really batshit crazy stuff and to see what people are wondering. And and it's honestly it's scary. I mean, I watched a video and it was someone talking about the, the, the new lights in um, and the antennas in lights that can give you cancer and stuff like that. And it was scary how people are believing this stuff and they're grabbing onto something. And for some reason, they see there's some sort of it's because you've not been able to go to Weatherspoons to go for the curry deal on the Thursday. They've taken away your liberties, but people, p- people's families have been ripped apart by this. And there's certain Leeds fans that will talk about it as well, but some of our legends have died from COVID and they say it's not real. I just don't, it's, it is really, really scary. And I used to get in that. I used to get in those Twitter debates and stuff like that, but it's just, it's just not worth it anymore. I just feel sorry for them now. A, a few years ago, um, I can't remember what it was. There was something like, it, it was one of these like random news stories, like a oil or a, maybe Middle East or Iraq or something like that. And somebody was asking a, a footballer about it and they were just like, why, why are you asking me about the war in Iraq? Like I'm a footballer. And I feel the same way about like why why does Matt Letizia think that um he's got some special knowledge or some it just it's so it's so weird. Like he talks up people talk about doing your own research and uh, that's fine. Um but then you've then you look at the people that they're they're talking about. You actually um do some research on <laughs> their sources of information. And you, I feel like you have to be intellectually um, not disabled. <laughs> That's not the right word. <laughs> Impaired. You know, there's like an obstacle. Um, like you don't have... You don't have a uh, reasoning, logical part of your brain. And the problem is that back in the 90s or pre, pre-social media, you know, you'd always have one kind of crazy person down at the pub who you'd be like, oh, yeah, all right, Chris, or, or whatever. <laughs> you know, you want another beer. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you go to the bar. You go to the bar, it's fucking hell, he's on again. <laughs> again. Um, but now there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of them. Um, and and it is a big problem uh, because it we, we kind of shape the way that... Uh, shape the truth of of, mm. uh, of our reality, right? And, and you've got to base it on something. You, you can't just question everything. Um, because then you'll then you'll then you won't trust anything ever it feels like when they've 
a lot of people say about the mainstream media. Hmm. I watch the ten o'clock news every night. I'll I'll watch it. I don't like lose my head over why why they're reporting like that. Why why are they taking that angle? I just watch the news and I don't I just see what's happening in the world. It it feels like the the the, the want to question everything. I don't understand why they want to question stuff all the time. It's like it's like you're crossing the road. It said you can cross the road. Well, but why is it telling me to cross the road now? No. I don't want to cross the road now. Yeah, but who's hacked into those traffic lights and changed it to a green man? <laughs> and that green man's moving now. It wasn't moving before. Honestly, it, it, that's how it happens. You end up going down that sort of rabbit hole and you can't mm. get out of it. It is scary. It is really yeah. scary. Yeah, and I think it shows like a level of ignorance because, you know, there, there are um, journalistic ethics that, you're meant to <laughs> adhere to and um you do have to uh, check to make sure that what you're saying is accurate and you you can verify it to a certain extent so there already are those things um and and it's just because so many people um have a platform now to say whatever they want uh that then these things start to question it but i mean if if you if you want to look at um some of the outside influences uh there's a great podcast called puppet master on bbc sounds which uh which was uh, russia's attempt um to spread disinformation uh in in ukraine specifically but obviously they do it uh in in other countries as well and so there are sort of insidious uh hands in 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 the in the pie uh, there's um there's a good podcast on BBC Sounds as well about a, um, a conspiracy theorist when the first lockdown started. They didn't didn't believe in um, COVID, didn't believe in the restrictions, um, and then towards the end, he um, he got COVID. Um, his family said, "We'll take you to go get a test." He says no because he got scared because he thought he might give the um, COVID to his family, and then he died alone in his house. Was that War on Truth or I, I can't remember. It's uh, I can't remember the podcast now. There's about two or three episodes in it. It's basically following this this man's life, and um, he started off really well before it all kicked off. And um, he used to be on a local Facebook um, group where he used to take pho uh, photography, and he was very very nice in the group, saying this is a photo from this morning and stuff like that of the local area where he lived. And then all of a sudden, when the lockdown started, he was starting to he went down that sort of route of posting stuff about uh, the conspiracy theories about COVID and things like that. And he ended up getting COVID and then dying from it. And then he started to believe actually this is real. So it's it's sad when you hear those sort of stories when people have followed that route and then they end up dying from it. Yeah, it's it's bizarre, really. I mean, there were there were a lot of stories coming from the US. Obviously, this. The states tend to be crazier than um, than we can be. They reach uh, new levels. And, Have um, you seen that new video? <laughs> um, Jim Carrey retweeted it, and uh, someone was there's someone uh, a presenter was interviewing one, um, someone that was a big Trump fan, and they said uh, Joe Biden's not real. It's actors. The the actors are wearing masks. Um, you know when Joe Biden walked up the uh, stairs to the plane, that was Jim Carrey. 
<laughs> and Jim Carrey's just straight straight going, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> it's mad. Absolutely mad. Yeah, man. And you got like Elon Musk sort of buying Twitter. And from as far as I can tell, the the securities um that they uh the part of the government that govern uh what you can do with stocks and stock manipulation um they they stopped him from that uh tweeting whatever he likes he has to go through a lawyer um before he tweets something because you can obviously if you've got millions of followers you can um manipulate stock value to your benefit like there was one time where he wiped off so much value from uh tesla but of course then he can just buy up his own stock um and then the day after he bought twitter he applied <laughs> to not have to go through a lawyer <laughs> um but of course he was saying that it's all about free speech and everything and i think they've been doing quite well to try and limit missing disinformation uh, a few of your comments the tissues has gone mad says gail agree with barney it's very dangerous and uh, she also says that my brother died of covid in um december 21 and we've all been touched um by those um tragedies uh so it's just <sighs> it's a situation where you need the government or you need regulation to come in and take certain control to make sure that we don't, you know, end up in World War Three or <laughs> uh, even worse, worse things. Um, but obviously they're not going to do that, especially when you've got a government who are, you know, looking at porn and um, not even turning up and uh, taking control of uh, the Independent Electoral Commission. Just been some fun, uh, insightful things uh, that have happened this week in the in the, with the Tories. It's every week, isn't it? <laughs> every week, man. Every week, it's just getting worse and worse. Um, uh, Musk wants to buy Coca Cola to put the cocaine back in. Says Napa. Uh, a few more predictions for uh, Man City. I think uh, Bandy said somewhere. Uh, yeah, Leeds United four, Blue Manchester one. Very confident. And, and Bremner's ghost, evening, mate. Uh, Leeds three, City two, Harrison to score. That'd be good. Take Final up. thoughts then, Barney. And if you've got uh, a thing of the week, like a recommendation, TV show or anything like that. Oh, you know me. I've been watching Minder again. <laughs> <laughs> um. My thing. I haven't really got a thing this week. I'm a bit boring. I've been on earlies at work all week, so I, I've my body clock's just I can't start seven o'clock starts. So literally by the end of the week, I'm knackered. Yep, same. I've been on uh, I've been on earlies as well. Um, yeah, because you sent a message at half past four in the morning the other week, other day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to my world. Yeah. Um, I have been looking up um, Earthship building and permaculture um, this week, uh, which has been fascinating, really. I think that 
you know, it's just climate is one of those things that you kind of we all try and ignore because it's such an enormous problem uh, that if you start researching about it, like my first girlfriend was a uh, uh, studied environmental science. And so I had, uh, and you know, there's enough things to doom scroll about these days. Um, but very, very interesting, especially as uh, energy prices are, are going up by 300%. And again, in October, <laughs> you might want to consider um you know some solar panels or some alternate uh methodology like a masonry heater for example which can heat your whole house uh through wood instead of using gas uh right uh if you uh, if you like this uh give us a like subscribe to the pod and um uh tell your friends you know especially when you're in the urinal um you know you know You've just uh, you've just got your schlong out and uh, you know give give a nod to the bloke next and to he, you. And, he, and we all do this is where you go <laughs> for the podcast listeners. Uh, Barney's just had a look at this fictitious person's uh, schlong, and then you uh, do the old classic. I do it all the time. You get there. Oh, Walter's cold, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Roaring Peacock podcast, by the way. Give it a listen. Um, and if you're a lady, of course, uh, you can just shout it over the wall of the next cubicle or while you're powdering your nose in front of the mirror. At Peacock's Roar on Twitter. Uh, Bandit, long live the Roaring Peacock. L-U-F-C fan shall. I love the use of the full name. Uh, thank you, Bandy, and all peacocks, aren't we? It says Bremner's Ghost, and Gail says, um, thanks, guys. Been fab. Take care. Night, night. Right. Nice, easy win tomorrow, please, boys. Yep, easy. Keep it tight in the back. Get him stuck in. Fuck him up. Come on, ladies. <laughs>